Let's talk about the Leafs who are in Montreal tonight. Then, you know, six preseason games, three against the Habs, three against Ottawa, and that's it. And then the season opener against Montreal, October 13th, and we'll have that live here on TSN 1050. Let's bring in James Myrtle, the athletic senior managing editor, to talk about the Leafs. James, how are you today, sir? I'm good, Jim. How's it going? Good. I, you know, a lot of notes basically on, on game one. What, what, uh, what jumped off the page for you in that, uh, that performance against Montreal on Saturday night? I mean, they look good. I mean, you know, it, it's hard sometimes to evaluate given it looked like Montreal had like a pretty young team with a lot of, you know, minor league and, and even some junior guys and stuff there playing. And so, but, you know, I, I liked what I saw from, you know, some of the newcomers like Josh Hosang. Uh, I thought Michael Bunting looked, looked good and tenacious. Um, you know, there weren't there weren't really um, a lot of concerns, I wouldn't say, from what the Leafs brought to the table there, and it was it was a good tune-up. I mean, honestly, like being there at the rink, the big thing for me was, I mean, the fans were back. It felt like a Leafs game again, and it's the first time I've been to a game that felt like that in, I mean, what are we at, 18, 19 months? So yeah. it's, it's, it was almost like, you know, kind of like nature is healing. Is it, You know, the Scotiabank Arena for the first time in a very long time, felt like Scotiabank Arena in a Leafs game and so that was good and and the Leafs played well so you know a couple positives there on Saturday yeah I mean you don't want to uh go too far with a reaction I thought the Bunting Tavares and Hosang line looked looked pretty good Bunting's intriguing for me because of the analytics and and so I don't know exactly how this this translates but everybody that follows analytics speaks very highly of him and, and I think we saw it on the goal and and his play and Hosang for me uh, looked like a guy who's going to earn himself a contract and maybe long term uh, has a future on this Leaf roster maybe later in the season how about you? Yeah, I think that that's a good read on Hosang. I think, you know, if I'm the Leafs, I, I put him with the Marlies and give him lots of ice time there and put him on the top power play unit and, and see what he gives you there and see if you feel like you can trust him, you know, on both sides of the puck and get him working with the development staff. Um, you know, I think there's some things, you know, with his skating and, and things like that that he can still continue to improve on. And I know that that's something that he worked on in the summer was kind of his explosiveness and his speed a little bit more. Um the reality is that the Leafs are pretty jammed up in terms of all the one-way contracts they've got for forwards. So there's not really a natural fit for him to come in with the Leafs right out of camp. So I'm sure that he's coming in on the PTO realizing that he's probably going to start with the Marlies. And, and it sounds like from what he said last week that he's he's fine with that. So, you know, why not? There's a guy that has some NHL-level skills that it just hasn't come together for him. And you look at the numbers that he's had uh, in, in the limited time he was with the Islanders when he was basically a kid still, 20 years old, and they're not bad. So, you know, I think he's a, guy, he's a good reclamation project for this team. And Michael Bunting, I mean, you know, I, for whatever reason, he only got into 26 games on a pretty weak Arizona team and, and organization. Uh, he could be one of those guys that's a diamond in the rough, and he's someone that, that Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas know really well going back uh, to the junior days. And, you know, I think that he can be something like a, a poor man, Zach Hyman, just in the way he likes to play in the corners. He likes to wait, play in front of the net. Um, and it's interesting that it looks like they're going to play him with John Tavares to start the season. Well, that's a pretty good opportunity for a guy that hasn't played a lot of NHL games. Yeah, agreed. Um, the guy who jumped off the page for me, just because, and it's only one game, so I'm not going to start a parade here, but, but I always look for a guy who, uh, you know, there's a specific role for him on the team, and, and clearly he figured that out right away. Curtis Gabriel, I thought, played a heck of a game. Yeah, I knew that. When, as soon as you started saying that, I knew who you were going to, you were going to point to. <laughs> I, I think that, 
you know, he, he's, he does have a one-way contract. I don't think that there's probably room for him on the roster full-time, but I think he'll probably be a guy that'll go up and down from the AHL. And, you know, when there's an opponent or a game where they feel like they need what he brings to the lineup, which is, you know, size, physicality, you know, those kind of things, I think that that's when you'll see him play for the Leafs. So, you know, it's another another hometown guy willing to come here, you know, sign for not a lot of money and, and, and willing – you know, you hear it from the veteran guys. They're willing to come here and play a kind of a hybrid role between the Leafs and the Marlies because it's in the same city. You know, that's Alex Biega, the, the veteran defenseman they signed, was, was willing to sign here for that reason. And he's going to be a guy that moves up and down as well when there's injuries on defense. So, you know, I think that that's probably what you're going to see from Curtis Gabriel. And, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, the Leafs are really trying to make sure they have that element. They don't have a lot of it really on, on defense this season with, with Bogosian moving on. They still have Jake Muzzin, but most of their so-called team toughness is going to be up front, and I think Gabriel will be a piece of that. Uh, let's talk about tonight's game in Montreal. So Richie and Marner is supposed to be on the same line centered by Brooks. I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by a camp between Kasha and, and Gusev. I don't know exactly how Gusev projects either, but what are your thoughts on, on those top two lines? Basically, what you've got is Adam Brooks acting as a placeholder until Austin Matthews is going to be back. It, it sounds, uh, from what I have heard, Austin Matthews might even be able to get into a preseason game. So it sounds like he's going to be ready for the start of the regular season, no matter what. Uh, but that gives Brooks a chance to show his skill. He's another guy that's really going to be on the bubble to try and win a roster spot. Uh, Sheldon keeps a big fan of Adam Brooks from from having him down with the Marlies. And, you know, I could see him being a guy who ends up as, you know, the 13th forward, a guy who can play center on the fourth line. And Gusev, Kampf, and Kasha, is that's a really interesting mix there. <clears throat> They're trying to see what, what Gusev can bring. And is he someone that, that potentially could play kind of, you know, fourth-line role and chip in some offense? He had one decent year in New Jersey and then a terrible season last year. He's small. He's not the greatest skater. But if you look at his numbers in the KHL, they're unbelievable. I believe he, I think he had over 80 points one year in the KHL, and they don't, they don't play an 82-game schedule there. So, you know, he's he's put up massive numbers in the KHL. It just hasn't really translated to North America. So they'll play him with a couple other European guys, and they'll see how it goes. Um, Kampf and Kasha are, are basically best friends. Uh, they grew up together in the Czech Republic, played together in junior hockey. They're going to want to play together with the Leafs, and I think that, you know, watching Kasha in, in training camp, the, the limited time I've been around the team so far, he looks really, really good. And if he's healthy, I think he's a wild card in terms of a guy who might be able to play higher in the lineup. So I'm intrigued to watch that line tonight. Uh, intriguing stuff out of practice today, that the power play alignment, when they're all in the same game, Marner and Nylander sort of swapping uh, Marner off the half boards into the bumper and Nylander along the half boards. What are your thoughts on that? I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, what they were lacking last year was more shooting threats and, and specifically another shooting threat from either the point, which they don't really have in, in Morgan Riley, or from, from the half ball. So what they're going to try and do is they want to they want to pull the, the PK box apart from the other team. And the only way you could do that is if you've yeah. got shooting threats on both wings. So, you know, they're going to look for the, the, the cross ice between Matthews and Nealander more frequently, where they can go all the way across if there's not a shot for them. And that's going to open up more lanes. So that's really what they're looking for. And I, I think, you know, Marner said today when they talked to him, uh, when, when he did his availability today after, after the skate, he said that he's never played in that bumper position before. But I think he's got the right skill set for it. I mean, he's, he's so good and tight. He's got good hands. You don't necessarily need a big shot from that spot. 
Um, you just need you need to be quick, uh, and you need to be able to think really, really fast. So it's interesting that a, you know a player as skilled as as he is has never never played there. And if it works, I think it it could work out really, really well for the Leafs. Obviously, they got to try something different from last year because the power play was basically a disaster for the last thirty games of the season and, and into the playoffs. So it makes a lot of sense for me to to go this route. James, thanks for your time. I'm sure we'll chat later in the week. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jim.